good morning, good afternoon, good evening, world. I am Reverend Adrian L. Robinson II, a.k.a. Rev. Rob, and this is Deeper in the Word, where we give you the real about Scripture with people who actually know and understand it so that you can get a better grasp of what certain things in the Bible mean, how they relate to your life and experience, and how you can apply something that was written so long ago to what you are going through right now. Today's show, my friends, is entitled, Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. And no, we're not just saying that because it's Friday, although we are real thankful for that, especially since I'm off today. Y'all remember the movie, Thank God It's Friday? Thank God It's Friday. Man, that movie was terrible, but that is a cult classic. No, 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 friends. Today is our first ever holiday-themed show. And our, uh, as such, our first ever Thanksgiving show. Because Thanksgiving is next Thursday. And our next episode is going to be on the Friday after that. Black Friday. So this constitutes our Thanksgiving extravaganza, my friends. And so that's what we're discussing today. Giving thanks. We're going to talk about what Thanksgiving really means. We're going to talk about what the Bible has to say about Thanksgiving, about giving thanks. And we're going to put our money where our mouth is during this show and present our own plan for giving thanks during the upcoming holiday season, a plan which you can be a part of. And we're really excited about that. But let's start at the beginning, because a lot of times people truly get it twisted what giving thanks really means, especially when it comes to the Thanksgiving holiday. Because many people associate the Thanksgiving holiday with getting together with their family and their friends and sharing a huge, delicious meal and getting the itis. Y'all know what the itis is? That's when that tryptophan and that turkey kick in and everybody be laying around sleep by three o'clock. And, you know, y'all watch sports games or even play some games. And, yeah, you're supposed to give thanks during that day for all the good things God has provided for you in your life. Because, granted, those are good things to be thankful for. But having real thanksgiving invokes much more than just these surface level type of sensibilities, y'all. And as believers, we're guided by a manual, that being the Bible, which gives us instructions on all aspects of our lives, including what real thanksgiving looks like and consists of. And so as we're going to see today, True, real true, 100% legit type of biblical thanksgiving has two major components to it. Number one, being thankful. And number two, being generous. Don't miss that. Being thankful and being generous. And throughout God's word, we see example after example of what real models of thanksgiving look like that reveal the essential role that thankfulness has in the Christian life, no matter the circumstances. So let's start there. We said being thankful and being generous. Let's start with being thankful. We see so many examples of thankfulness throughout the Bible. Us giving thanks to God should not be limited to a single day, y'all. There's no rule that says you can only praise God and thank God on Sunday morning. It's crazy. No, you need to be practicing that daily. Because giving thanks to God glorifies him and keeps our focus on his goodness. And the Bible's pretty clear about this consistent 
daily level of thankfulness that we're supposed to have. Look at Psalm 95, verse what, uh, 2 and 3. Let us come into his presence with thanksgiving. Let us make a joyful noise to him with songs of praise. For the Lord is the great God and a great king above all gods. David was like, bruh, you already need to be partying before you even invite God into your presence. Look what he said. Let us come into his presence with thanksgiving. Let us make a joyful noise to him. He's like, we already singing. We're coming into his presence already partying. So that's the one thing I love about David. As the because David is as the creator of praise and worship, he cre- invented that. And we encourage y'all to go back and check out episode number three of Deeper in the Word with my brother Greg Kirkland, where we broke all of this down uh, on that show. But David was the one who invented the idea of look, anytime we even think about coming into the presence of God, we're gonna be singing and playing music. Is that not a holy party? I'm just saying, David gave us the ancient version of, oh, it's lit with the Lord. He's the one that gave us that. Because in all seriousness, let's think about this for a second. Just really, seriously. Let's think about this. Anytime the presence of God, the creator of the universe, even wants to come anywhere near you, let alone actually coming near you, that's the time to be celebrating, for real. Wouldn't you agree? Who wouldn't be thankful that God wants to come near them? Look at how the psalmist said it in Psalm 136, verse 1. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. That text right there gives us two reasons to be thankful. Number one, because God is constantly good. And number two, because God is steadfast, steadfastly loving us forever. And it's not just because he's the creator of everything. Think about it. When you really think of just how truly despicable we are as human beings, as a race of people on this planet, and when you come to the point where you understand that apart from God, there's only death as a result of this despicable nature, just look at Romans 7, 5 for proof of that, or John 10, 10. They both talk about that. Then our natural response should to God should be to be as grateful as possible. That should be our natural response. When you think about how trifling we are, how perfect he is, how he could destroy us in any second if he wanted to, but he doesn't, that alone should make us as grateful as possible. I want to thank him every single day. In other words, we need to be thankful to God because of how he loves us despite us being unlovable despite us being disobedient and worldly, he loves us anyway. Dude, God can easily be like, man, y'all trifling and beyond help. I'm about to do away with all of y'all and start over. Just wipe the slate clean like an Etch-a-Sketch. I remember the Etch-a-Sketch like a kid, when he was a kid. If you don't know what an Etch-a-Sketch is, Google it, okay? Etch-a-Sketch, all right? It was this little device full of like this sand-type material. And you could use these little knobs to draw pictures in the sand on the, and it would show up on the screen. And then if you didn't like it, you could just shake it <laughs> and then it would clear the screen and you could just start over. God could have, y'all know God could have easily done that with us, right? He could have easily etched and sketched us out of existence if he wanted to. And yet, no matter how trifling we become, he never stops loving us. Now that alone should force us to want to be loving back towards him. 
And that includes giving thanks to him on a daily basis. And when we delve deeper into the word of God, we also find examples showing that we need to be thankful even in the midst of hard circumstances. Even when we're going through it, we need to be thankful then as well. Look at Psalm 28, for example. It shows David, like I said, going through it. He like really experiencing grief and anguish. And he cries out to God for mercy and protection and justice. And after he does all of that, crying about it, he says in verses six and seven, Blessed be the Lord, for he has heard the voice of my pleas for mercy. The Lord is my strength and my shield. In him my heart trusts, and I am helped. My heart exalts, and with my song I give thanks to him. In other words, right as he's going through it, David still keeps in mind who God is. And because he knows who God is, and he therefore trusts God, he's able to give thanks to God even in the middle of his own suffering. And that's something that we need to learn. No, hold on. Let me rephrase that. That's something that I need to learn how to do better. Bless God. Okay. You may need to learn how to do it, but I'm talking about me. All right. And I know I've been quoting the Psalms a lot, but the New Testament also has a lot of instances about proper thankfulness. And Paul is one of many examples of somebody in the New Testament who demonstrated it. I mean, Paul went to jail. He was stoned. He was almost killed. All of that. Despite persistent and consistent persecution. He gave God the glory no matter what the circumstances were. Look at his letter to the Corinthians in chapter 2, verse 14. He says, But thanks be to God who in Christ always leads us in triumphal procession and through us spreads the fragrance of the knowledge of him everywhere. Fragrance. That thing, that always get me thinking, you know, you're talking about the fragrance, it's like a sweet smell to the Lord. Old Testament sacrifice. This, this is completely off the topic. I don't know why I'm thinking about this, but I just want to tell you about this because I was thinking about it recently. You know, in the Old Testament, when they made them sacrifices, they would throw the whole animal on the fire. It burned the whole animal. Okay? So, in that way, don't you think, like, if they was throwing cattle and sheep on there, it was smelling like burgers and pork chops? I'm just saying, if you, if you burn the animal and don't you ultimately end up with a barbecue... I could just imagine back then people walking around. Because, you know, that's what Burger King is like now. Go anywhere near Burger King and the whole area smells good, even if you don't even eat Burger King. Okay? It just smells good because that's just a natural instinct and it's like, dang, that smells good. You may not get any, but it smells good. I can't imagine that they were going through that all the time with sacrifices coming out the temple. Like with Solomon, he sacrificed like 5,000 animals. It must smell like barbecue all day. Like I said, I don't know why I was thinking about that. That has nothing to do with giving. My point is this, the idea that it was a fragrance of the knowledge of him everywhere, meaning that no matter what he was going through, Paul still had the sweet smell of God upon him to where he didn't really worry about that. He only worried about being thankful for what God had done for him, not what his circumstances dictated. Peter promoted that uh, ideology too. that of of giving thanks even when you're experiencing trials and tribulations. Look at 1 Peter um, chapter 1, verses 6 and 7. He tells the people that the hope that they have should cause them to rejoice even if they have to suffer for a short time by going through various trials. He's saying that those trials are necessary so that your faith can be considered real or genuine. And when you have genuine faith, he's saying 
It's going to result in praise, glory, and honor for you when Jesus is revealed. In other words, he's saying giving thanks despite what things look like is what produces genuine faith. And it ain't easy. And nobody saying it's easy, y'all, but it's mandated, meaning we're supposed to do it. Saying to God, when we are thankful, our focus moves off of our selfish desires for ourselves and, and off of the pain that we're going through in our situations. And instead, it goes toward the notion that God is the one who's actually in control of everything, not us. And when that happens, it allows us to really let go of that. And in a way, it's not only appropriate, it's actually healthy and beneficial to us to be thankful. Because when you let go of stress and the things that you can't control, it definitely affects you physically. You can feel more relaxed, you're calmer, you less stressed. These are all great things for your health. You know what I'm saying? So these, these are helpful to give thanks so that we're less stressed. See, we've seen that a major component of real biblical thanksgiving is being thankful. But the other major component then is being generous. And coming up, we're going to look at why being generous to others relates to being thankful to God. And we're going to examine exactly what the Bible has to say about the subject as well. So come back after the break and continue the discussion with us on this, our first ever Thanksgiving special. Diamond Cup Building Maintenance is a privately owned business that provides a wide range of janitorial, floor care, and handyman services for all size commercial businesses. Our services also include deep cleaning and disinfectant cleaning, which kill harmful germs, including the coronavirus. Our team has over two decades of experience, so we can provide the highest quality of services to our customers. This is why we are a sparkle above the rest. Please join our Facebook page to learn more about us at Diamond Cut Building Maintenance. What's up, y'all? This is Rev Rob, and I'm inviting you to join us live for our weekly online services every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central, 4 p.m. Pacific. All you have to do is log on at benevolentfaithministries.online.church, and it'll take you directly to the live worship session. Now, if you get there a bit early before service is started, stay and enjoy the fellowship with us and others through the chat system. You can even participate live and chat with our hosts during and throughout the service, as well as take notes and follow along in the Bible section we have available. And you can request prayer or even join Benevolent Faith Ministries itself. Remember, you can log on at benevolentfaithministries.online.church every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. Eastern, and we can't wait for you to worship with us. Welcome back to Deeper the Word. As a reminder, you can subscribe and listen to us on Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Breaker Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Overcast, and on Apple Podcasts and the iTunes Store. And we are so thankful for all of our uh, podcast platform providers. We really do need y'all to subscribe. Um, please subscribe when you can. We greatly appreciate it. Also, don't forget to email us at info at benevolentfaithministries.org. 
to send us your questions and comments for the show. How are we going to know what y'all want to hear us talk about if y'all don't let us know what y'all want us to talk about? So we want to hear from y'all. And remember, we want you to join us every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central, 4 p.m. Pacific time for our online church services. Just go to benevolentfaithministries.online.church and create a screen nickname so you can chat along with us during the service. And don't forget to check out our YouTube channel. Just go to YouTube and in that search box, enter Benevolent Faith Ministries, and it'll come pull up our channel. You can see all of our videos. You can see past Bible studies that you can still participate in um, online in groups. Um, you can see uh, past online services, and you can see previously aired episodes of our TV show, Walking in the Word, which we've only got a couple more new episodes. Last new episode is airing December 9th. So check those out for us, please. Today, though, today's show is entitled, Thank the Lord. And we're discussing the topic of giving and what the Bible has to say about it. And in our last segment, we highlighted uh, one of what we said were two major components of biblical thankfulness. And that was being thankful. Now, next, we want to highlight the other major component of biblical thanksgiving and that's being generous because remember we said it's twofold from God's perspective as good as he is to us we should be just as good to each other and there's a lot of verses in the Bible that highlight this ideology but I want to focus on one in particular which most effectively spells out God's position about our generosity and that's Luke chapter 6, verse 38. And it reads like this. I'm reading from the New International, uh, from the uh, English Standard Version. It says, Give, and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be put into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. And I ain't gonna lie, y'all. Until I started seminary, and I'm in my fourth year, I'm getting ready to graduate. Hallelujah. I'm only three months away from graduation. Thank you. But... Until I started seminary, I had no idea what this verse meant, even though I would always hear pastors quote it. I had no idea. And when you do come to the understanding of what this verse is about, it's pretty clear that God highly values our attitudes towards giving to others. Basically, what Jesus was talking about here, he was warning people about the danger of becoming judgmental. Now you'll note how in the verse right before that, in verse 37, Jesus says, Do not judge and you will not be judged. Forgive and you will be forgiven. Given it will be given to you. He says that right before he says what we just said. And he paints a visual picture of measuring grain to ensure the full amount. And just to keep it a whole hundred with y'all, all right? Here is why I never understood this verse. And that's because I didn't have the proper context for this verse. And that's always a huge problem when it comes to biblical interpretation. And again, not to keep plugging it, but we encourage y'all to go back and listen to episode number four of Deeper in the Word, entitled Straight Out of Context, where we talk about this very thing where people misunderstand the text because they take it out of context. But in order to grasp the meaning of this text, we need to know that this text is set against the backdrop of a Middle Eastern market where the buyers and the sellers 
would haggle together on prices, on quality, and amount. It's like going to the swap meet. Okay, that's pretty much what we're talking about. But it's a little, little different than that because they're, they're haggling different. And this is something that you can see in third world countries today, like in the open air markets and like Haiti and India. And what happens is farmers bring in their, like, their grain. This is what Jesus is talking about. Farmers are bringing their grain. It's like wheat or corn or barley or whatever it is. And then they spread it on a mat on the ground. And then the potential customers examine the grain and they make an offer and then they start haggling. And when a price is finally set, the customer breaks out their container. It's usually a large bowl or a pot. And the seller uses a scoop to fill the container. And this is when the process gets interesting. This is what Jesus was talking about. Because back in during his time, there were basically four stages of measuring grain for a customer. First, the seller would fill the container to the top. Second, he would press the grain down and fill the container some more, okay? Third, he would shake the container so the grain would settle, and then he would fill the container some more. Finally, he would fill the container until it overflowed, and the seller would catch the overflow grain and pour it into the pouch of his robe, and that pouch acted like a kind of carry-all bag so that the man or the woman who was selling could bring food home from the market. Now, we can't grasp this concept because we know we can just go into Walmart or Publix or Ralph's or wherever and just grab what we want and it's already pre-measured and pre-wrapped. But in Jesus' day, grain was sold by volume, not by weight. You go in there, you buy a pound of ground beef, that's not how they sold it back then, they sold it by volume. That's why this verse mentions that the grain was pressed down and shaken together. We just described the process. And the basic idea that Jesus is teaching here is that generosity produces generosity. Generosity begets generosity. In other words, when you give, God gives back to you. And God uses the same measure that you use. Or to put it in modern terms, if you're stingy, then God's going to be stingy back to you. And if you're generous, then God's going to be generous back to you. And if we're critical of other people, then it's likely that we're going to receive criticism as well. But if we treat other people graciously and generously and compassionately, then these qualities are going to come back to us in full measure. Remember, the old saying goes, you know, in the Grand Poopa song for all you rap fans, what goes around comes around. You know, what goes around, comes back around again. That was the joint. So do you with me? But anyway, Paul made this clear as well. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 6 to 11. In that text, Paul is saying that anybody who sows sparingly is also going to reap sparingly. And if they sow generously, they're going to reap generously. And he says that each man should give what he has decided in his heart to give. That's important. And it says, don't give reluctantly or because somebody makes you give because, quote, God loves a cheerful giver. That still applies to us today, y'all. People should give because they want to, not because they have to, especially not because the church is making them give. And they should give gladly. They shouldn't be like, I'm going to go and get a church this $500 or whatever I'm about to give. No, otherwise keep your money. 
God says he loves a cheerful giver. God don't want you to give and then you be like, dang, I shouldn't have gave. I could have used that money. But as we've said, because God is so good to us, really, shouldn't we feel compelled to live out that second component of being generous? That second component of biblical thanksgiving? By being generous to other people? Just because he's so good to us, shouldn't we automatically be like, you know what, God's so good to us. Why are we not good to other people? That's the way we should be thinking, especially during the holiday season. You know, some people feel like the amount that they give is, is important. So therefore, they feel like they can't give because they ain't really got it like that to give any, any good type of amount. But generosity is not based on the amount you give. You give whatever you can and you trust God to take care of you. It may not be a lot. You may be giving a small, really small amount, but the amount don't matter. What matters is the attitude of your heart when you give. Look at Luke 6, 38, like we just read, and look at 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 6 to 11, where both God, in both of those verses, he specifically promises to take care of generous givers. Or read them again for yourself. And he promises to give back to you in accordance with the measure of generosity you use in giving in the first place. Good measure, pressed down, shaken, okay? In other words, when it comes to giving, God is saying, you go first. God is like, you go first. See, we don't usually like doing that. We always want God to go first. We'll be like, Lord, please let me get this money and then I'll give, I promise I'll give half of it. I give a quarter of it. I donate it. But God says, look, I already gave you my word. That ain't good enough for you? You need my word and cash? <laughs> nah, son or daughter. You need to trust me. I got you. You do what you need to do in terms of giving to others and I'll take care of you. See, God is generously given to us all things. Think about it. Our lives, our families, the earth, this country, our health, our talents, Jesus, the church, the Bible. So when we give back, we're simply returning to God a portion of everything he's already given us. The generosity of God is reflected in the way that people show generosity to each other. And again, the point of giving ain't so much about the amount, but more about why and how we give. Our intentions and our motivations, it counts for a lot with God. Trust me. Not trust me. Trust him. Trust his word. Believe it. Our intentions and our motivations count for a lot with him. And God wants us to give out of dedication to Christ, out of our love for other people also out of the joy of helping people in need also. And because, I mean, it's just basically the good, right thing to do. <laughs> and because of the things he generously gives to us, he wants us to be givers to others. God wants to use us to be the channels of his blessings to the world. So when we give for his work, God promises that we're going to grow spiritually and that other people's needs will be met and that he's going to be praised. Win, win, win. <laughs> and that's what we all should be working towards. Amen. Now, coming up in our last segment, we're going to literally put our money where our mouth is because too often we see people talk 
about how they want to help or how they're going to help. And yet that never seemed to come to fruition. They're all about that mouthpiece, but they never actually are about that action. So we're going to outline for you Benevolent Faith's very own plan to demonstrate biblical thanksgiving during this holiday season and how you can be a part of it. We're going to do that when we come back from the break. Are you looking to complete a home purchase? Whether you're a buyer or a seller, Meister Home Inspections, or MHI, offers professional and accurate home inspection services throughout the Northeast Atlanta area that provide home buyers and sellers, as well as their agents, with the information they need to successfully complete any home purchase. Visit their website at mhihomeinspection.com, that's mhihomeinspection.com to learn more, or to set up your home inspection appointment today. My name is Christopher James McClendon. I am a professional Christian counselor. I am offering an eight-week Christian counseling group 100% online. During the eight weeks, I will personally walk you through my book, Seven Steps to Receiving God's Blessing. This group provides measurable results. I believe in faith and works. The Bible is God's word and science is God's works. Therefore, I integrate the two to help bring about healing in the lives of others. If following these seven steps motivated my recovery from permanent paralysis, imagine what it can do for you. Find out more by visiting stateanchor.org or call 678-723-6800. You can also follow me on Instagram at saltpc. Welcome back to Deeper in the Word. Don't forget, you can follow us on Facebook. Just go to Facebook and in that little search box, put Benevolent at Benevolent Faith Ministries and like our page to support us because when you do that, that lets us know that, you know, you, you're in approval of what we're doing and you get behind what we're doing and that's important for what we're getting ready to be talking about. And don't forget, you can join us every Monday morning at 7 a.m. Eastern during our live prayer call line. And if you can't make the live call, you can call the prayer playback line, which is 24 hours a day, seven days a week, in order to hear what you may have missed. Amen. Today, my friends, we have been, have been exclaiming, thank the Lord, because we've been examining the biblical concept of thanksgiving. And we talked about how the biblical concept of thanksgiving is twofold. That's being thankful and being generous. And so in our last segment, we really want to put this whole concept in action. We want to put our thing in action. Fair. That's what's happening. Y'all remember that from Schoolhouse Rock? Yo, we did a TV show called uh, Walking the Word with Benevolent Faith Ministries. And I'm telling you, I could not remember the name of that for the life of me. But it was Schoolhouse Rock. Man, I couldn't remember that. But anyway, we want to put our thing in action, verb. That's what's happening. Okay, because basically, y'all, we want to prove that we're not just a church that talks about things. No, we want to show that, like I said, we about that action. We body body. Okay, and so to that end, Benevolent Faith Ministries is very excited to announce that today, Friday, February, uh, no February, November 20th, 2020, today kicks off our season of giving 
2020 campaigns. See, during the upcoming holiday season, our ministry wants to be a blessing to the underserved people in our society, poor children, the elderly, and prisoners, as well as underserved families, families of the poor, families of those in prison, all around the world. And this year, we want kids to wake up this Christmas morning with toys under their tree, which is something that they may have never experienced before. And if you're like me, you grew up knowing the wonders of waking up on Christmas morning and opening presents. I mean, I said recently, man, we we used to try to make noise in the room to wake our parents up so we can get up at like four or five in the morning to open our presents. So if you've had that experience, you can't help but to feel for a child that has never known that exact same feeling that you had. We want families around the world to know the love of Christ during this holiday season. That there are people out there who actually care about what they're going through. And we want those in prison to get the gift of the gospel this Christmas. So there are three different campaigns which make up our Season of Giving 2020 initiative. And here's how you can contribute and help make this happen. Go to our website at benevolentfaithministries.org and click on the Season of Giving 2020 tab at the top of the menu. We just added it's a special tab. And it's going to pull up that page and it's going to list the three campaigns that we have going. And then you can donate to the campaigns. And when you make your donation, you can designate which campaign you're, you're, you're giving to. Now, the first campaign we have listed is for the Virtual Angel Tree Program, which is a program sponsored by our beloved, given, our beloved giving partner, Prison Fellowship. And Virtual Angel Tree allows you to connect with families that are hurting because they have like a parent or another member in prison. And it allows you to connect with them, share the good news of Christ with them, and to give joy to those families who otherwise might have little to celebrate during the holiday season because, again, maybe they have an incarcerated parent or somebody else that they love is in jail. And through this program, you make a one-time donation to basically sponsor a gift package to a child. And Prison Fellowship will send the sponsored gifts directly to the Virtual Angel Tree Kids. And each gift package includes a gift card so that they can buy whatever toy or item that they want. Also, it has a personal message from their parent to them. It has an age-appropriate gospel presentation, so they're getting the word, and it has an opportunity for them to request the Bible. So they're getting a gift card so they can get their own gift. Then they get a note from their parent. Then they get the word. <laughs> then they get an opportunity to get more word. <laughs> How can you beat that? So, of course, the more you give toward a sponsored child, the greater the gift card is going to be. And there are options for gift cards. One time, one time donations. There's options for gift cards, either $25, $50, $100, $250, or $500. Now, the goal that we have with this campaign is to raise $1,000. Okay? And for every $100 that is donated, 
Benevolent Faith Ministries will match that $100. So we've already sponsored a, a number of kids, okay? And that, that's going to total $500. I mean, it's going to total $100. We're looking for y'all to match that $100. And when y'all do, we'll add another 100 And then when y'all match that, we'll add another 100 to where up to a maximum of 500 for a, I mean, for a grand total of 1000 In other words, we'll match a thou, up to a $500 of what y'all contribute. We're looking for $500 in contributions for this goal for this campaign, and we'll match it up to $500 for $1,000 total. So if y'all give $500 to this thing, we're going to match y'all $500, and they're going to get $1,000, and $1,000 is going to help sponsor a lot of kids. It's going to get a lot of gifts for a lot of kids, okay? Now, that's the first campaign. The second campaign is our Bible Drive 2020, or what we're calling Operation Hands-On. And our goal with that campaign is to get a brand new Bible into the hands of as many prisoners as possible, either this Christmas or shortly thereafter, because they always need it. Because look, y'all, the transformative power of the gospel can't be underestimated, y'all. There is way too much testimony from people who had their whole lives turned around simply because they had no idea that they could be forgiven for all the wrong that they had done to themselves and to others. People literally have their minds blown. You mean I can be forgiven? You mean I can start over? That's the transformative power of the gospel. And as we said on our last show with Pastor Chris, uh, Pastor Chris Pipkin of uh, Oasis on the Mount, our sister church, and also a prison fellowship, the prison ministry, that's, that's one of the harvest areas for ministry. It's where a lot of people give their lives because they really didn't know that. And so when you get them a Bible, you're helping more people know that. And through this campaign, uh, the campaign that we're doing, the Operation Hands-On, the Bibles, we get it at a discounted price of $16.50. And they're normally closer to $25, y'all. So we're getting the plug on these. And we're just simply asking for people to contribute for at least one Bible. That's a $16.50 commitment. Now, of course, we'd love for you to give more, but that's all we're really asking for, $16.50, okay? Now, with this campaign, the goal is to raise $500. And so basically $50 is three Bibles. And for every $50 that's donated, that's three brand new Bibles, Benevolent Faith Ministries will match that $50 up to $250 for us for a maximum grand total of $500 or 30 brand new Bibles. In other words, we'll give $250 for every $250 that y'all give. Y'all match us. And we'll do it in sets of 50. So for every 50 that you give, we'll give another 50. And then we get another 50, and then we'll give another 50. Up to 500. That buys 30 brand new Bibles, okay? The final campaign, and remember, you can go to our website and look at all these campaigns. Final campaigns with our other giving partners. Because those two are with Prison Fellowship. This final one's with our other giving partner, Compassion International. And for those who don't know who they are, please go look them up. Go to our website, look them up, and you'll see that Compassion International uh, works internationally with poor children in third world countries uh, who don't have proper medical care, proper water, clean water, things like that. They have all of that. 
and they help children. And you can sponsor children, and it's a wonderful endeavor. Now, unfortunately, we're too late really to contribute to their Christmas promotions because the deadline for that was October 31st because, you know, they have to have enough time to ensure that the gifts can get purchased and wrapped and delivered uh, on time for Christmas. But they have many, many, many different ways that you can still donate. And this holiday season, we want to be a blessing to children and their families around the world by making donations towards specific needs they have. For instance, if you go to their website, you'll see that they have accounts set up for urgent care to moms and babies. They have accounts set up for medical assistance to third world countries and villages where they can't get medical care. They have accounts set up for clean and sanitary water for villages where they can't get it. And they even have what is called the Unsponsored Children's Fund, which is a fund they use to help the families of poor children who are still waiting for a sponsor. And the fund gives these kids access to medical care, food, and tutoring. And that's the one we're focused on. Now, you can go to their website and give to any of those accounts. We're going to focus on this one. And the goal is to raise $1,000. Okay. Now, again, for every $100 that's donated, Benevolent will match that $100 up to a maximum for $500 of us or a maximum grand total of $1,000. So, y'all donate a $500, we're going to match that $500 because the goal is $1,000. And that money will go towards this unsponsored children's fund, which will be used to help these kids get medical care and food and tutoring because they don't have a sponsor. I sponsor a child in Haiti and his whole family is, is blessed by what we're able to give, which really is insignificant for us. They're blessed by it. Now imagine those kids that don't have sponsors. This is what that fund does. And this is what we're going to be raising money for with our third campaign. And all three campaigns start today. Again, that's Friday, November 20th. And they end at midnight on December 15th. Now, look, y'all, you know you're going to be out shopping on Black Friday or better yet, online shopping on Black Friday. So go ahead, put that little extra $25 to the side so you can help change the life of a child in poverty this Christmas. This is what we're about. Love in action. Be in the church, in the world, in order to demonstrate the love of Christ towards all people. And we encourage you to join us today in helping serve the underserved this holiday season by participating in our Season of Giving 2020 campaign. Again, go to our website, check it out, get signed up, and help us meet our goals for each of these campaigns. And if you need any additional information about anything we got going on here, email us again, info at benevolentfaithministries.org, and we'll make sure to get you all the information you need. Amen. Listen, thanks for joining us. Don't forget, you can subscribe and listen to us on Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Overcast, and on Apple Podcasts, any iTunes store. Also, don't forget, you can find us on the web at benevolentfaithministries.org. Log on now and learn more about our giving partnerships and about our Season of Giving Campaign 2020. And don't forget to log on this every Tuesday night, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, for our online church services at benevolentfaithministries.online.church. And we will catch y'all next time. Holla. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody out there.